full of trouble now I thought, how do we ever get so far down And how's it ever gonna turn around So I turned my eyes to heaven I thought, God, why don't you do something Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of People living in poverty Children sold into slavery The thought disgusted me So I shook my fist at heaven I said, God, why don't you do something? He said, I did. Yeah. I created you. <laughs> All right. Happy hump day to everybody. It's a hump day podcast uh, recording today. Welcome to People at Your Service podcast, known as Pays or P-A-Y-S, where we are honored to introduce to you, the audience, an awesome person of service, I'm your host, Steve King. I founded our company in uh, People at Your Service in 2016. 53 years old and been blessed over those years to meet some incredible people of service and excited to share them with the audience each uh, episode. Uh, and each episode, we're joined uh, live and in person here at the global headquarters of People at Your Service. And my guest will chuckle at the global headquarters because he's been with me on this journey for a while. So he knows we're not global uh, in Norwood, Ohio, just outside of Cincinnati uh, from our podcast studio known as Grandma's Comfy Couch Studio and uh, in honor of my saint of a mother-in-law, Peg Ainge. And Chris, as you know, uh, Peg, uh, incredible uh, and important person in my life uh, as grandma to my kids, as my mother-in-law. And uh, so always just feel very fortunate to have you and our guests here uh, on her couch and, and kind of leaning into the spirit of service. My mom is grandma to my kids and, and then my grandmas have always been meaningful people of service. And so I, I just am, I'm always grateful that we're sitting uh, in the room together. So, so That's thank great. you for being here, hey, it's sir. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. So on the couch today, we've got a good friend of mine, Chris Spanier. Chris has kind of walked the people at your service journey with me and we'll talk maybe a minute about that uh, a little bit but he's got his his own journeys and his own gigs going on now and and so Chris as we talked about off air uh, we break this up into six segments right so we'll do an intro I'll shut up and you can talk and and uh, can introduce yourself to the audience we'll do a people uh, a person of service or people of service that have been meaningful in your life mm-hmm. a little bit more getting to know you we'll talk about you in 2022. Uh, and then we'll, we'll uh, roll the dice that are in front of you. And then ultimately we'll do our podcast goodbyes. Ah, so, sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. So, so anyway, Mr. Spanier, welcome. And, uh, I will yield the microphone to you, my friend, introduce yourself to the audience. Well, thanks, Steve. I, I really appreciate the chance to come out and see you. And, and I am honored to be sitting on Peg's couch. <laughs> I, I, I've heard of her for years and, yes. and just know the impact she had in you and your yeah. family's life. So it's great to have her with us in spirit. Yes. Um, as you said, my name is Chris Spanier. I am the president and founder of Carpe Diem Consulting Group. Yeah. Uh, we are a marketing marketing technology firm. Been in business for about three years now. Yeah. And actually, as part of, of my story, um, I may steal some of your thunder from later on in the podcast. No, steal away. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was funny because as I was making my own decision about what is my, my next step in my career path, yeah. we had breakfast, um, as is your want, pretty early in the morning one day. <laughs> and... Um, you know, you you were you were great. I mean, typical Steve, very giving, very insightful, a lot of laughter, just a truly enjoyable you know camaraderie. Uh, and at the end of it, you said, you know, Chris, as you think about what's next, and and truly, I think you saw what I didn't see yet, or wasn't allowing myself to see. But you said, if you think you want to do this, if you want to go out to, into business for yourself, make sure that your wife is on board with yeah. this. Have that conversation. Mm. 
And I remember walking out and kind of scratching my head going, I, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> but I, as, as a person of faith, I, I do believe that the person upstairs is puts things, put people, put events in your life yeah. for a purpose. And so I, I really took the advice to heart. And as it turns out that weekend, we had a little bit of a drive uh, to go somewhere. And so I, mm. I turned to my wife and I said, you know, what, what do you think about if I were to do this full time? I'd been doing it on a part time basis, sort of just as a bridge. And um, in my head, I knew what the answer was going to be. Well, get back to a W-2 job, get back to a regular salary, get back to you know, benefits and all the other good things that come with that. And she smiles. She goes, I love you as a consultant. Mm. And I, I, I was, mm. I was driving and yeah, I had, wait, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and we, we had a really just deep, good conversation. Yeah, we talked about awesome. the pros and the cons and, so it was that weekend that I made the decision that I was going to jump in. I was having so much fun doing this work. Yeah. I was meeting so many amazing people. I was enjoying the work I was doing. Um, now, my timing could have been better because this was about three weeks before <laughs> Governor DeWine locked down the state because of everything that happened with yes. the pandemic. Yeah, well. But that said, you know, it, it has been just such a phenomenal journey. And I think you were that final push that, that got me to realize what I was being called to do, what oh. I wanted to do. So thank you for that. I hope we've oh, said yeah. that before, but certainly that was part of the story I wanted yeah. to share today. Yeah. Well, you have said that before. You're welcome. And uh, I, it's a blessing when we have grown in our relationship together and just mm -hmm. kind of watched that. And, and we've, we've kind of worked together collaboratively, maybe a little less so right this moment, but there, the opportunity for that to continue to grow mm -hmm. and, and evolve, I think is, is there. And um, you know, I, it's, that's advice that I've given many, many times now because it's so important for Anne, your wife, to be on board. So important for Barb, my wife, to be on board because this is a partnership Absolutely. for sure, right? And right. when you're taking a leap of faith, and we can be faith-filled, and we're doing the work, right? So we've been in a in a season right this moment in people at your service, and it, you know it's been some challenges. We're two steps forward and step and a half back, and two steps forward and step and a half back. And and Barb will often say, "Look, there's not a lot I can do to." support you other than to just, you know, pray and to trust that God's got Absolutely. us. Right. And there's a lot of that faith that, that goes into it and, and making sure that, uh, Anne knows that and, and that she's walking that journey with you is a critical, critical part. So yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. Well, so, so tell us a little bit about, uh, your work outside of Carpe Diem, you, Anne and, and Will, and mm -hmm. tell, tell us a little bit about that uh, side of Chris Spanier. No, absolutely. So I, I am not a native Cincinnatian. I was born in New Jersey, uh, yeah. moved to the Midwest because of my dad taking a job at a fairly young age, so I lost the accent. <laughs> um, but I've been a little bit of a, of a nomad throughout the years. So again, grew up in the Midwest. So I have very much the, the, the love of four seasons, the love of the culture, the yeah. people in this area. Ended up in Texas for a few years. Again, a, a, just an amazing experience. But when it was all you know, said and done, the question was, where do I want to live? Where do I want to go next? So I, I, I came back to the area. Um, joined an internet startup back when the internet was really just becoming a thing. So yeah. that was a lot of fun. And then I started to, I, I, I met my wife, my future wife, and she's here in Cincinnati and I'm up in Columbus. And um, you know, we were getting more and more serious. It looked like, you know, we were going to get engaged. And um, I remember asking her, I said, hey, Ann, would you, would you think about possibly you know, maybe coming up to Columbus, finding a place up here and, you know, maybe in a year we're, we're married and, you know, life goes on. And she had just accepted a new position to this company. So I remember she was she was kind of weighing, hmm, Chris, job, Chris, job, <laughs> job one. <laughs> but she very quickly came back and said, well, what would you think about That's moving funny. down here? Yeah. 
And, you know, truth be told, the, the, the company I was a part of, was, it was great. It was such a wonderful experience. But it became pretty apparent that the owners were going to sell the company. They were yeah. looking to sell. I was actually helping them you know, find potential buyers, negotiate with them. So, you know, clearly I, I did not have a long-term vested interest in the firm. And so I'm like, this might be a really good time to take an opportunity mm. to, to do something different. Yeah. So that's what actually brought me to Cincinnati. So I ended up joining a company that I thought was probably going to be a four or five year gig. Um, Ann and I did get married, still married, very much married up. Um, but we How many had, years now? I'll put you on the spot. Oh, it's 23. 23. Okay, good. That was so good. getting close to you, 20. You did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can tell otherwise. <laughs> but, you know, so, so Ann and I have been together for this long time. We, we had our son, Will. Um, as some may know, Will, Will is um, autistic. Yeah. So he, our journey with him has been a little bit different. Yeah. But in so many ways, very rewarding, challenging. Um, but when we found Will's diagnosis... Oh, what had been sort of this, hey, this is a really neat job and this is great, I'm enjoying it, suddenly became a career because we, we made the decision, the difficult decision, but we made the decision that Anne, who is so much smarter than I am, um, she was going to lead kind of team will. Yeah. So she knew the science, she knew the doctor, she understood the therapies, and I certainly was playing my role to help support and all that, right. but she was just so much smarter and more informed than I was that she could have a better conversation, a quality conversation with the providers. So then my job was, the boring stuff, you know, make sure there's a paycheck, make sure there's benefits and, you know, yeah. just do the normal stuff. Yes. And, and, you know, it was very much a shared journey and walk that we went through, but that was really my job. So in my mind, I consciously, subconsciously decided, yeah. you know, this is it. I'm, yeah. I'm going to set a career. You know, and, and if I could jump in for Please. a second. So I think as we talk about like a person of service, right, I think what you just described is really, really meaningful, right? Because you kind of had now team will. Mm-hmm. So you had an autistic son and you said, okay, to give him the best chance of success, right, was going to require a, a tremendous amount of effort on behalf of the Spanier family, you and Anne. And so you divide and you conquer and you kind of figure out roles and responsibilities and everybody plays a role in that, right? And you've Absolutely. got your kind of role in serving the family and serving Team Will was you got to provide for know food and clothing and Shelter and, and house right. and all of that kind of stuff and that allows her then the freedom to be able to really dive into that so as you guys kind of went through that and you had that conscious decision mm-hmm. and and in the world of autism right which we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about right I mean that whole thing because I knowing you pretty well and knowing how committed you guys are and that journey that you've had um in team will you know i'd love to share that a little bit more sure, with the audience absolutely. but but that kind of um you know when you get hit with that diagnosis and you're going through that and you're thinking through what does this mean and what do we do um and and how do you model yourself off of that i mean is there, how, how did you go through that discernment um and and as you're serving i'd love to just kind of hear your thoughts and, and process on you know, how you're assigning roles and service and modeling that off of, if, if I can. That's a great question. And, and I think it's still a work of process. Um, you know, I, I remember, you know, I'm a little bit of a planner. And I remember when we found out Ann was pregnant, we had our, our dog Truman at the time. And I would take Truman for a walk every night. And my neighbors must have thought I was the local nut job because I would talk. <laughs> kind of near the dog, maybe at the dog, but I was practicing in my head all the questions that I anticipated that baby Spaniard was going to ask someday. Yeah, Why is the yeah. sky blue? Why did yeah, ducks yeah. quack? All this stuff. <laughs> and it just, you know, it was, it was quite a, fun, a plan. Yes. I know. 
<laughs> quite a few questions that I, I just was like totally unprepared for. But I don't know the answers to any of these. I know. Well, yeah, that was actually another bit of, of humility and insight. Why is the sky blue? Um, but anyway, so so the dog and I would take these walks for, for the you know the seven or so months that we knew Anne was pregnant. She was she was you know Will was growing inside. You know, I, I was preparing for what I thought was going to be fatherhood as best as I could. Sure. And um, you know, we, we we've started to, to after Will was born, healthy, robust, just beautiful child. Thankfully, takes after Anne. <laughs> but he is he, about a year in. We started to notice like, oh, that's a little different. Yeah. And hmm, he, he's not really talking as much, and emotionally, he's he's a little distant. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we started to go through kind of our own discernment process of. This isn't exactly what we were expecting. Yeah. And, and so you get... It's your first-time parents. I mean, you, you're kind of like, yeah, okay. And we're, we were also a little bit older, so right. maybe a little bit you know, smarter prepared. I mean, nonsense. <laughs> we were so unprepared. But, you know, so we, we start to go down this thing, and it's like, wow, I, we've never done this before. So it's interesting as we talk about service here today and through yeah. our podcast, yeah. because what we found was that people were started serving us. Mm. So we found, <clears throat> excuse me, organizations here in the area that helped me grow up in Warren County. Um, you know, let, let, let's start to educate you. Um, so the autism society, yeah. all these different groups, you know, children's hospital, other doctors. And, and for Chris, for the audience, for quick context, sure. Will is now how old? 15. 15. Okay. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. So you've been um, on this journey for 15 years. Got mm-hmm. it. So I just wanted to clarify that. No, thank you. And so, you know, in these early days, we, we found so many different resources to educate ourselves, to support us. You know, there was a church. We actually never ended up using this, but just to give you an exa- illustration, yeah. they understood that with families that have children with special needs, you know, there's a, maybe a little bit more, uh, maybe even a little more intensive caregiving in some situations. So what they would offer was a safe, trained, vetted, you know, basically you know, evening care. So mom and dad could go out and have a night out. You know, your child will be safe with us. We've got all these fun activities. We've got right. lots of adults, lots of teenagers who are helping. And they would just do this out of the goodness wow. of their heart. Yeah. And so very early on, Anna and I both realized, like, we have to give back. Wow. So whatever we could learn, whatever we, we found, whatever research we had, you know, you, you immediately and as much as possible, you know, it was always the please make your own decision, see if this makes sense, but mm-hmm. you could share freely. So the interesting thing when I was at my, the, my last corporate job, the one that I thought was going to be the, you know, the forever career, three other families, friends of mine had children with autism. Wow. And I reached out to each of them and said, hey, let's go to lunch. And it was just sort of the, you know, I'm so, I, I don't know what you're going through, but I know what I went through. Yeah. And you're not alone, and we're here with you, and however I can help. And, you know, it, it just, it, it was a community. And, and so I, can, I can't tell you the number of times I had a you know, lunch conversation or an after-work conversation with yeah. a friend or a colleague where you know, maybe we were dealing with a challenge or they were dealing with a challenge. Yeah. But you had this, this spirit of acceptance. Yeah. And, um. You know, one of the things you said uh, there that I'd love to dig into is I think, you know, you were first-time parents, Will is your only child, and you, um, you know, you notice this, and now people start to come forward to help you, to serve you, but but sometimes people don't, you know, like, hey, I got it. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. like, sometimes it's hard to receive service from others, right? And, and you Absolutely. know, we can all be guilty of the thanks, but no thanks. I got it. To some extent, maybe you don't want to impose on people. No, there's very much that. But, but, but at the same time, I mean, people want to help and they want to serve and they want to give back. And, and so how did that process go for you? Were you freely accepting of help or did that take time to happen? I, I think it's a mix. Um, you know, to delve into another part of my history, 
my I am a, on my dad's side a second generation American. So my dad was the child of two immigrants, mm. um, neither of whom were very well educated. Okay. Um, you know, poor Central European, basically just peasants. Um, good people, salt of the earth. But I think my grandfather maybe had an eighth grade education. My grandmother had maybe a fifth, sixth grade education. Wow. And so they come to this country um, as children, and they, 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 they ultimately meet, they marry, and they have my dad, who was an only child. My dad was one of the most brilliant people I ever met. So it's it truly kind of the American dream come to life and yeah. seen with their world. But I remember him telling me this story at about the age of 11. They had a little mom-and-pop store in Philadelphia. And um, he said at 11 years old, he was doing the books for the store. And I... I kind of just was taken back. I'm like, what, well, what, what do you mean? And, and he's like, Chris, you just got to realize at 11 years old, I had more education than either of my parents. Wow. And that so defined my dad. He was, he you know, very much lived a life of service. Wow. Um, you know, it was always in service of somebody else. He ended up um, retiring from Wright State University up in Dayton. In fact, Wright State is what brought us out to okay. the West. Okay. And um, again, brilliant, brilliant man. And you know, not, not, Maybe overly emotional again. It was you know, this German, Hungarian, Czechoslovakian kind of you know, no hugs, <laughs> no hugs, but but you know, still love. And you know, he wasn't overly demonstrative, but he was very demonstrative in his love and how he acted, wow. and how, he, how he served us. Wow. And I'm ultimately coming back to your point about yeah. you know, the idea of of being able to accept the help from others because yeah. my dad was so self reliant. He was so ingrained in him that you sure. you you serve others, you do for others. Yeah. That. It, it was, you know, towards the end of his life and his journey, he was bedridden for six months. Wow. And, you know, he wasn't able to care for himself, and he was totally reliant upon other people for all these things. Yeah. And, and it was humbling and inspirational to see this this so independent and robust human being accept the humility of accepting the help of others, yeah. you know, family mm. and caregivers. Mm. So then as I think back to on my own journey with, with Will and with what we had gone through, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, th- there's a part of you that you, know, you want to be mama bear. You want to be papa bear. Yeah. You put the child behind you and, you know, I'll take the hit. Right. I, I will handle this. We're okay. Yeah. And that's very understandable. But it, it's, you know, it's, it's the old story of the bucket and you keep filling up the bucket and you fill up the bucket and eventually it's either going to burst or it's going to overflow. Yeah. And what I found for myself as well as for others was it was important to tell people it's okay for right now. I absolutely get that. I'm here when you need to talk. Yeah. And you just occasionally, you know, not this big splash, but just the occasional touch. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. You know, do you want to go for lunch? Yeah. And we ultimately all come around. We realize we can't do it all. We don't know it all. And that in and of itself, you know, if you would talk to younger, more egotistical Chris in his twenties or his thirties, <laughs> yeah, I probably like, I've got this handled. I'm, I'm trying to be a good person, but you talk to Chris now in his early fifties and he's like, Oh, I have so much work to do. I could be so much better. You know, I, I have learned a lot about myself mm. and a lot about my failings in the areas that I need work on because of being a parent of a child on the spectrum. At the same time, you know, Will inspires me every day to be a better human being. Wow. Yeah. And you know, we are very blessed. Um, <laughs> about five, six years ago in Cincinnati, there are a lot of wonderful organizations that can support people that might be in, sure. in, in the situation. There are uh, special needs soccer team, um, baseball team. There's some basketball leagues. There was even for a, a year or two, I think, a special year, special needs ice hockey team. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. But 
Will loves shooting baskets. And about six or seven years ago, Anne comes up to me as our soccer season in the fall was ending. And she's like, guess what? They are starting a special needs basketball team, the the city next to ours. And I'm like, that's awesome. That would be great. (laughs) We're going to sign up. And she's like, absolutely. And guess what? Your coach. And, yes, exactly. And, oh, man, Steve, I was like, I looked at him like, you're joking. And she's, of course, like, no, 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 no. They, They need help. And I, you know, I'd never coached little league or soccer, any sort of things before. But you know, clearly, being on the field with the kids and being, yeah. there, I, you know, there was, there was a, I'm leaning into this. So I, I was like, all right, fine, I'll do this. Um, God help the children. <laughs> and we get through our season, and I remember one of the other coaches, and and his sons have now grown and graduated out, so he's no longer coaching with us. But yeah. oh my gosh, um, we'd finished the first season, and Kala just looks at the, the other, the four of us, and he's like, guys. I don't care how bad a week I've had. I don't care how hard work has been. He goes, the absolute best hours of my week are when I'm with these kids. Wow. And he was so, so right. Yeah. And so, you know, you look at these kids and, and, and the different challenges that they have and the things that they're up against. And, and I, I honestly would look at it and say, I couldn't handle it. I mm. couldn't do what they do, even at their relatively young ages. Yeah. They're so inspirational. And in fact, um, about three or four years ago, somebody encouraged, you know, I went to this this panel discussion. They said, you all should write. So I ended up finally taking that to heart and said, you yeah, know, I do enjoy writing. Yeah, so I, you're a good writer, yeah. Eh, yes. Thank you. But but I, I actually started blogging. Yeah. And we ended the season one day. And, you know, it's bittersweet. We had so much fun. It was great. I ended up writing a blog about these kids yeah. and what they taught me. And I actually had to cut it for length because there was just so many lessons yeah. that, you know, here I am the quote unquote coach trying to teach good sportsmanship and the rules of basketball and all this other good stuff. When at the end of the day, I realized, Oh, this is so lopsided. I'm getting <laughs> so much more from them yeah. than I can ever give back. And that always the case. I mean, it feels that way, right? That's awesome. To, Cause it, you know, in giving you receive, right? I mean, it, it, so you're giving and that you're just kind of being poured into it's such a, I think that's such a, you hear that time and time and time again, but it's true. You hear it. It's cliche because it's true Mm -hmm. because that is the reality, right? How you're feeling, how your friend is feeling about that time together and you're serving and giving to those kids. But in in return, they're just melting your heart and they're just inspiring you. Right. So, so let's talk a little bit about you in 2022. Uh, Now that we're, you know, uh, beyond the halfway point and, and uh, part of the way through the third quarter. So we've got a, a quarter and a half left of the calendar year. So um, what is going on for you the, the rest of this year and, and maybe start even looking into, into 2023? Yeah, so I'll, I'll harken back to another conversation we had had, oh my gosh, two, three, four years ago. You had introduced me to another gentleman, um, Drew Dinkelacher. Yeah. And um. It just so happened. I think we were meeting up for beers one afternoon or yeah. one e- evening, and Monkey Bar. Very we went to the Monkey Bar. Memory, exactly, <laughs> um, which is a whole other story about how it got its name. But we were at the Monkey Bar, and a client I think had kept you a little long. So Drew and I got there beforehand. It was sort of that awkward, like, "Oh, you know Steve? I know Steve." Yeah, <laughs> so we talked about you for about two minutes, and then we finally, you know, we're both marketers, and so we got into the. Well, tell me your story. Yeah. And um, at that point, I think I had, I had hung the shingle up maybe six months, nine yeah. months. Yeah. So Drew's like, so, so Chris, tell me about the kind of work you do. And so I, you know, I shared with him some of these things and he gets this smile on his face. Cause he, he's a 20 plus year pro at this. Yeah. And, and he's like, Oh, so you're a fab. 
And I'm like, AFAB? No, AFib. <laughs> and he could look on my face and he goes, anything for a buck. Yeah, that's and funny. And I just started busting out laughing. And I'm like, well, it's all marketing and marketing technology related. But no, you're right. So, you know, as I came into this year, I, I was looking at the, the clients that I've been blessed to serve. I, I've loved every client I've had a chance to work yeah. with. And all of them have been a fairly long-term relationship. So that's been wonderful. But, but I kind of came into this year saying, all right, I want to be a little more intentional. I, I, you know, there's clearly, I'm, hopefully I'm developing a positive you know, reputation in the community. I'm serving different clients. I'm, I'm getting a better sense on really where kind of my sweet spots are and that I can really you know, help and pour into others. Yeah. So, you know, as I look at 2022, one of the other things I'm looking at is how can I give some of that back? And so I've been talking to a couple of the local chambers of commerce about like, hey, would you be interested in maybe doing a free class? Let's help some people. Let's talk about some of these things. And then what I'm trying to do now is to broaden that a little bit more mm-hmm. to say, can there be other friends, colleagues who might have fun just giving back a little bit? And it's just a nice opportunity to say, you know, from a selfish perspective, it builds brand a little bit. Sure. Oh, yeah, I know Chris is that marketing guy. But more importantly, though, what it does is it allows us to get all smarter collectively. And, you know, you think about, somebody told me this story. They said, you know, you think about those um, those Home Depot clinics they run on the weekends. Yeah. It's like, hey, come in and learn how to, to hang you know, shutters yeah, sure, or sure. You know, how to do siding and gotcha. all these things. So you have experts who are freely giving of their knowledge to help somebody else get smarter. Right. And, you know, it's like, that's kind of who I want to be. I'm, I'm, I reached a point in my life where, you know, I'm not going to be the astronaut slash, you know, fireman slash president of the United States. <laughs> I, I've, I've given up on that probably a few decades ago. But it, it, it is, I start to think about more things like legacy yeah. and, and how am I enabling the next generation, my son, but also everybody's sons and daughters to be more successful. And so it's, I find the fulfillment, the satisfaction, the joy in being able to to pour that into others. So with 2022 and into 2023, I'm looking for more of those opportunities to be able to give back more of that. So, so yeah. So, uh, but, but you're still, for a buck, right? I mean, this oh, is you, you, yeah, this you is know. a business, right? It, it I mean, really is. and and uh, but that's great. I mean, you're you're very servant-hearted in your business, and there's a there's a big need. So tell us a little bit more about the kind of work that you would do for small businesses when you're talking about yeah. marketing. Tease that out just a, a minute, if sure, you would mind. Sure, just here, really so. quickly. So yeah. the way I describe it, when when I get a chance to introduce somebody myself to someone, you know, I said, think of us like you're. I use a baseball analogy, a marketing utility player. So, you know, I, I think about several of my clients and, and they are in the small and medium sized business range. And typically what they, they are is at a point where you know, some of them are startups, some of them are more established, some have been around for decades. Um, but they typically don't have somebody doing the marketing. So it's a fractional marketing okay. kind of situation. You know, folks like I know Amy Connor was on yeah. a few weeks ago. She's amazing. Um, was another person that was very informative and helped me discern where I needed to go. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's the opportunity to go in and to help really amazing people tell their amazing stories. Mm. And so, you know, in, in my case, what we often will do is we'll go in and there's a client that says, hey, I'll think of one example right now of a client in Northern Kentucky. And when we sat down a year ago, he's like, you know, he starts listing 10 different things he needs to get done. But to his credit, he says, I don't need to do them all today. And he, and he laid out kind of the priority. And so it, yeah. it was just a, such a wonderful sense of partnership right from the get-go. Nice. And you know, we're, we're contracted through the end of this year and hopefully yeah. into next year. And we're just doing, having so much fun doing this work awesome. because it's truly that sense of 
you guys are pretty amazing. Yeah. My job is to help you tell that story yeah. more effectively. Yeah, and, and you're very good at that. And again, I think a good writer, a good communicator, you certainly help people kind of go through that journey and sometimes just coalesce their thoughts, right? I mean, you know, people have a, a hundred different things going on and we can be good at a hundred different things. Okay, let's just talk about the three that you're really good at mm -hmm. and that you really sell mostly. And, and so you do a really nice job with that. So, Thank you. For yeah, that. yeah. All right, my friend, you get a chance to roll, roll the, dice the dice in front of you here. So nice. I rolled a number seven. Number lucky seven. seven. Lucky number seven. Exactly. That's the most popular one. We had a 12 <laughs> recently, so that, that we don't get that very often. But Okay, so number seven. So the greatest blessing that you love to talk about. Hmm. You know, it's funny. I, it's, I'm going to harken back. It's actually, I, I would think about, you know, Will and the the journey we've been on through the autism. Right. Um, because again, what immediately came to mind was him and then his friends on that that ba that basketball league yeah. and then in the other places. I guess maybe to, to spend just a second or two more on that. We always approach things. Again, if you look at egotistical younger Chris, you know, I, I was relatively well-educated, decently, I could do a decent job speaking. So I you know, was always like, well, let me come in as the expert. And what this journey has taught me is, no, 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 no. You, know, you, have, you are the student. You have mm -hmm. so much more to learn. And so you know, there, there's elements, there's days when you're like, oh, poor me. You know, oh, look what I have to go through. Look what I have to, to do. But then you, you, you just get knocked upside the head. God puts something in front of you where you're just like, oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I should be counting my blessings, mm -hmm. not what I potentially have lost. I'll offer one quick story. And yeah. this was from Will, pretty young. But he was maybe, I don't know, seven years old at the time. Clearly, you know, we knew he was autistic and we, and we knew kind of how his autism was presenting itself. And he and I end up having a, a dad-son day. We go out to the park. And it's a smaller, nice, but it's a smaller park. And I remember putting him on, there was two incidents, two run-ins we'd had or two, two interactions we had that were very informative that I, I now view as a blessing was there were two swings, only two swings. And I put Will on one and he's swinging and these two little kids you know, very typical children, brother and sister, come running up with their grandmother, and they start bickering and fighting and pushing each other and just you know, being typical kids. <laughs> but I remember looking at them, and there's they're fighting over the available swing, and I wasn't ready to pull Will off yet. He just sat down a minute right, before. Right. But there he is. Will is sitting there. He's wearing my sunglasses. The sun is shining in his <laughs> face, and there's this beatific smile on him that he is just in the moment and yeah. loving the, the feel of the wind and the sensation and just... And I look at the two kids who are fighting and I look at my son and I'm like, wow. And so, you know, after a couple, a couple of minutes, I'm like, all right, well, let's <laughs> let other people have a turn. And we jump off and we walk around to the other side of the, the little park. And there is a woman with a, a, a boy, probably 11 or 12 years old. Mm. And he is severely handicapped. He is, he's actually in one of those beds, uh, motorized beds. Yeah. And I look at the young man and, you know, clearly his body is, is he's trapped. Um, inside of that and and I, I look at this young man and what his life experience is and I see yeah. my child holding his hand walking side by side with him wow. and I'm just like that was just a one-two punch that I'm like I I should never ever complain about what I have and yeah. the many many blessings I have mm. so while it's different while it's a challenge while it, it is certainly not the path I necessarily would have, have selected or chosen right you know I, I, I it's those moments where you look back and you're like I am so 
blessed and wow. so lucky. And wow. so that was just a really powerful moment for me that I've kept with me now 18 yeah. years and yeah. still reflect on when some of the days maybe are a little, seemingly a little tougher than others. Yeah, I, I, I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. It probably was a couple of the King kids coming up and bickering here. So maybe you had a little insight into to, to our life and, and some of those arm wrestles that happened here. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, it's just, you know, like God has these blessings and it's not always the, the blessing that we thought of for ourselves or intended for ourselves. But at the end of the day, you know, to, to be just accepting of that and gracious for that. And you, you, you just, um, uh, I think just emulate that so well, uh, and and I and, and I really just appreciate you coming on because as we've talked about off air, kind of before the show, right? The whole intention of this kind of uh, introducing a person of service is it comes in all different shapes and sizes, right? I mean, it comes in service of grandeur. It could be people that you know uh, started nonprofits or given big donations or done all sorts of, you know, big, big, you know, benevolent things. But man, for most of us, service is just these little small acts, right? These mm -hmm. random acts of kindness, these, it's just a compilation of lots of little things like that day on the swings or coaching Will's team or doing whatever the case is. I mean, that's the vast majority of us are there and you Absolutely. just represent that so yeah. well. And I just want the audience, to, I mean, I just hope the audience hears that and sees that and recognizes in you, um, sees themselves, right? I mean, all of us have these, and just to be, to just to have gratitude for the things that we have, mm -hmm. the realities are that, you know, most of us listening to this podcast have some pretty good stuff going on. And, and we're here in this, this tremendous, you know, country of the United Absolutely. States with these, these incredible blessings. And, and I just think you are so gracious and so grateful for that and just emulate that service. And I, I'm just, you know, oh, appreciate you being here. I'm so. humbled by it. And I thank you. I, I will offer one last insight of, you know, as you're saying those kind words, I'm of course, mentally I'm deflecting. No, that's not me. That isn't true. <laughs> that can't be. But you know, one of the things I think I've come to appreciate just as you said, small gestures to large gestures. Yeah. You know, we are in this together, and, and it is such an additive effect. Um, you know, it could be something as simple and, and as, as just seemingly innocuous as putting a cart away yeah. so it doesn't bang into somebody's car, you know, car at yeah. the grocery store. Right, that's right. Or, you know, it might be it's awesome. You know, making an introduction. Yeah. Um, I, I was, last story. I was blessed. Um, one of the, There's a nonprofit I support, and, and they're my pro bono client right now. They're called Jeremiah Scholars. Yeah. And it's a, a group of retired, very successful business people who fund scholarships for you know, students who are graduating high school who do not have the financial means to go on to college or right. trade school. And they really wanted to reach out to a trade school and, and support those kind of young men and women. Right. So I happened to know somebody who knew somebody, um, made that introduction, um, and then that was it. But what I subsequently found out was the introduction went incredibly well. Mm -hmm. The woman they met with actually knew a young man who had lost his mom um, six or eight years prior. Um, is very faith. This is a very faithful organization as well, Jeremiah Scholars. But um, he and his father, there wasn't a lot of money, um, and he didn't look like he was going to be able to go to school, mm -hmm. trade school. Miss Vicky introduces him to this organization. They pick him as a scholar. Mm. So now he has a full ride wow. for two years to get his, his, his certification to become this. And so I actually reached back out when I, when I, we did a video about him 
And when that was done, I reached back out to the woman who made the very first introduction and said, you do so much for us, um, so much for this community. I don't know if you always get to see the outcome of it. Right. I wanted to show this impact that you had had. Yeah. And, you know, she just wrote back within a few minutes. She's like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. I'm so <laughs> humble. So, so I, I share that with the audience just to no, say, hey, we don't know what our, the impact of our gestures are. You, you just have faith that they are going to have those ripple effects and they're going to reach other people where they need to be reached. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for sharing that too. A lot of good stories, man. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you for, for sharing those. So if people want to get hold of you, mm-hmm. what are the best ways to do that? Uh, easiest, uh, you can do, write me by email, chris at carpe diem cg, so consultinggroup.com. Or if you want to check out the blog, it's just chrisspanier.com and my contact information is yeah. there as well. Nice. So happy to reach out and connect with anyone. And you're a pretty good LinkedIn guy too, I think. Is LinkedIn I am okay? On LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn's perfectly fine. Okay, gotcha. And and I always joke that we have show notes now. We have a marketing intern that'll put that information in the show notes so Very that people nice. can kind of capture that as well. So so thank you again for uh, you know, for your time, for being here, for being on Grandma's Comfy Couch, for being a great friend. And for being a great person of service, I really am, am just humbled to have you here. Well, so awesome. I, I would echo the same. Truly, thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for seeing you, Steve. And, and just I hope everybody has a great day. Yeah. Amen. Thanks.